Hi everyone, this is a blog read for my most recent blog called Hypermobility Instability Misconceptions. I've seen an increase recently in some misconceptions around hypermobile joints across Twitter and Instagram, and I want to address this for the benefit of professionals and patients who may come across this blog. There is a concern that a misconception around what is happening at a hypermobile joint could lead to worry or fear of a person about their body. As usual, feedback is greatly appreciated, and any further reading for me, please do send it my way. Remember, my shop helps to support me continue with these free resources and all the resources that I create on this website. So if you just head to rheumatology.physio forward slash shop and have a look around, if there's anything that interests you, then please do uh, grab one of those for yourself. Please remember, as usual, this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning, and if you are unsure, get advice. Disclaimer. In this blog, I am not commenting on the extra-articular features of hypermobility syndromes, Ehlers-Danlos variations, or individual experiences. I am purely commenting on the biological nature, forward slash difference, between hypermobility and instability as a means of discussion around the description of joints and resultant problems that I have seen across social media. Introduction. There is a push across social media to raise the profile of the cause of a variety of symptom presentations being related to hypermobility spectrum disorders, hypermobility EDS syndrome or hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and other variants. This is a positive step, hopefully enabling appropriate investigation, diagnosis, education and management for individuals with these conditions. With this widespread increase in awareness and visibility, I have noticed some misconceptions around what is happening at a joint level that keep cropping up in threads. I hope this blog serves to clear up some of this muddy water. With the hypermobility syndromes, we must recognise there is much more going on in the whole person than purely the mechanical properties of the joint. That mechanical property is just one factor. Descriptions. Joint hypermobility, a joint that moves more than described normal ranges. Joint instability, a joint that is lacking or has lost restrictions, open brackets, muscular, bony, ligamentous, etc., to one or more movement planes. Some, but not all, hypermobile joints have instability. Some, but not all joints with instability have hypermobility, of normal ranges of motion of that joint anyway. Joint range of motion is hugely variable within the population. When we describe hypermobility of a joint, this is measured against what we think is average, and this is on a bell curve. Some people have a normal range for them, which is significantly more than the population average. So for example, my fingers bend much more than average. This movement is hypermobile compared to the population average, but normal range of motion for me. In the blog, you can see some pictures of my fingers versus my girlfriend's fingers range of motion. A crude comparison is that of height. The population mostly have a height between five foot four inches and six feet. But we all know people much taller or shorter than those top and bottom numbers. That doesn't mean they have had a problematic cause for their height. It's just an issue with mathematical averages. A joint with instability in one person may increase range and gain the ability to move the same as someone whose normal range was significantly more prior. This is not normal for that first person and should be thought of differently. Imagine my girlfriend sustains a finger injury and her finger is suddenly able to move like mine. Her finger would be both hypermobile and have instability. An injury mechanism, open brackets, tissue damage was required to get to this new range of motion, close brackets. Mine normally moves into that range and is not injured to get to that point. 
her finger moving into this range in the future is likely, but not guaranteed, to continue to be injured, or repeatedly injured, as this is still not the normal range for her joint. The range of motion of my fingers is normal for me, and function well and remain stable in these range of motions. I can do things in these ranges without concern because it's again normal for me, and as such is of equal robustness or resistant to injury as it is in normal for everybody ranges. See my push-ups video. Joint properties and outcomes. This means when reading comments, threads or articles about hypermobile joints, remember the following. Hypermobile joints are not necessarily unstable joints, but sometimes they are. Hypermobile joints are not necessarily more prone to injury, but sometimes they are. Hypermobile joints are not guaranteed to become painful, but sometimes they do. Moving hypermobile joints in their normally available range is not injuring them under normal circumstances. Hypermobile joints are highly prevalent in the population. Some of these are related to conditions and syndromes that cause other issues. Having a hypermobile joint or even multiple joints does not mean you have one of these conditions or syndromes. However, having them is characteristic of the people with conditions and syndromes. Some people with these conditions or syndromes don't even have hypermobile joints. It's all very, very complicated. If you have one of these conditions and syndromes, your joints are not guaranteed to have instability, nor are they guaranteed to be injured or painful in the future. Some hypermobile joints are even an advantage. Think of many Olympic gymnasts who are generally extremely flexible. In a more specific example, throwing athletes have extreme movements into shoulder external rotation, allowing them to generate huge amounts of force. End. I hope this has been useful, reassuring and interesting. It is important that we use the right terminology, understand what is normal and what is pathological, and that this will well vary wildly between individuals, so we shouldn't generalise across populations as much as possible. Please do get me any feedback that you might have so that I can grow and improve, and I will see you next time on my next blog.